0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help
1: you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. You are looking beautiful in blue. Oh, thank you. Back at you. Oh, true
0: enough. I like that you just received that so
1: well. Oh, right. I was just thinking true enough that we both chose to wear blue for today's podcast show. Yeah. Right. Matches your eyes beautifully. Thank you. Um, I have a story, and this this goes to a Zoom session with a woman from Germany, and she starts off by actually saying, hey, I'm listening to your shows, and I'm in Germany. And that's the reason I know that she's calling from Germany. Yeah. Um, And she says to me, oh, by the way, Kelly, could I have a name for her first place? Sure. I've chosen Amira. Okay. So Amira asks me if I can give her any information about Bob. I said, absolutely, Amira. I'm happy to do that. And then I hear this big, heavy sigh. You know what, Kelly? I thought, I've been hearing this sigh all morning. (laughs) And I just wondered who was sighing. And you, you know what it's like when you're just doing your day and something keeps coming in. And I remember it at times thinking, is that me? Am I stressed? And then I remember thinking, oh, maybe that's Kelly. Maybe she's stressed about Parker. Oh, maybe that's... And you're trying to place it in the day, right? And then all of a sudden, I hear this sigh again. And it's like, oh. Well, for listeners, you're not
0: saying that it is in your head. Right. It's not out loud in the house. Yeah. So y- you know that you're getting some information being channeled. You're just not yet able to place
1: it. Yeah. And and so I get this, this sigh again, and Bob says, oh, that's me. And so finally I hear, oh, and I get this lovely validation that I get to place this sound that's been going on. And all of the feelings that I've been having all morning that have accompanied this. And as the session goes on, listeners are going to hear it, as the session goes on, I, I can keep placing some of the feelings that I've been experiencing all morning and not knowing why I'm feeling these things because they don't match up with what I'm doing with my day. Mm-hmm. So it's confusing. It's all get out, but this is how it goes. So Bob begins and says to me, Well, and this is like how he says it. So I'm trying to, you know, redo this for everybody, reply it. Well, she's going to need to get me some help. And she's going to need some help. And she doesn't believe she needs help. And that's my fault. And he does this sign. And I'm not going to keep signing through this whole podcast. Everybody can just not worried that this is going to become irritating. I'm just going to do it at the very beginning to let everybody kind of know how it went along. And he starts to explain that she got trained by her parents to be a super duper 10 out of 10 people pleasing woman. And that he very much enjoyed the fact that her parents raised her that way and that He really encouraged her to be like that for the rest of their marriage together. And they're still married. So he tells me, we're still married. We're still living together. I'm alive because, Kelly, I wasn't sure at some points if he had already passed. There's such a weird feeling around his energy like he's not fully here on earth. So I remember questioning him and not totally getting an answer if he's here, if he's crossed over. Sometimes I feel positive that he is. Sometimes I feel positive that he's still alive on earth, just because of some of the things that he's telling me. And he says, Karen, he says, she's she really needs for me to be able to always give her direction and tell her, yes, this is what you're supposed to do next. Yes, this is what we're going to do, honey. And she waits. And I always say the words honey, because even though I'm manipulating and controlling her, I want her to think that I actually love her. So I say, honey. I think that's worth saying today. I think that's good for some people to hear that You can be very manipulative and know that you are and still word it and phrase it in tones of voice in the speed of the way that you speak to your partner. So he goes, you know, when I spoke to her, I even treated her like she was a dumb shit. I slowed down the way I spoke to her when I wanted to direct her. And I enunciated a little bit more like she was a dumb shit. And I'm thinking, that's not love. And he says to me, "Mm mm-hmm, that's right. It isn't. And he says, but I'm alive. And he says, and I, I don't really want to acknowledge that that's not love, because I'm acknowledging, I'm just, you know, I'm on earth thinking that this is just a relationship. This is just a marriage. You don't actually have to love the person once you've been with them for any length of time. You're just in it. But he tells me that I can't totally explain all of this to her, that he's explaining it to me so that I understand her responses to some of the messages. And he says, you know, he says I have to tell you so that when I go to say something to her, you're going to, have to you're going to have to understand her reluctance to acknowledge something because she's so far gone and I'm so far gone into this loop that the two of us cr- have created. That even as I'm going through what I am right now, she's not able to come outside of herself and doesn't want to. This would require way too much work, way too much for her to be able to sit in a one-hour session with you and say, yes, I've lived 30 years, 50 years of my husband manipulating me. Yes. She's not going to want to do any of that. He says, so you're going to have a hard time, but she, she does want to hear from me and she does want certain messages. And then I hear like his sigh again. And I said, is there more to your sigh? (laughs) I said, what's going on that you keep giving me the sigh? And he says, well, he says, it's something that I do to her. It's going to be one of your big validations where she's just going to believe you very easily that it's me. Because, you know, after I manipulate her, I sigh." And he says, my sigh is like, mm, here we go again. And he goes, and I don't really know it's my sigh for a while, but she points out to me, and so do other people, that I sigh a lot. And he goes, the sigh really means like, I'm bored of this, I'm tired of this, but also, I'm not going to break any of these patterns. I don't care to. It kind of suits all of my purposes of what we're doing here. And he says, but. What I have to tell you is that you can say all of this to her because it's really important that she hears it now. I said, wait up. Why now? And he goes, well, this is the crux of it. He says, "Um, I have Alzheimer's. And he says, and I'm so far gone in it, and she still wants me to tell her what to do. So now that I have Alzheimer's and I'm telling her stupid shit, things that really nobody should be listening to, She's listening to, mm. So if I tell her to do something like put the garbage out on a Wednesday and we all, we all know it's Thursday, she'll put it out on Wednesday. She won't question me. And when our children say, Ma, you know garbage is Thursday. You know Dad has Alzheimer's. What are you doing? She will fuss and stress and cause so much distress around that that our kids are now backing off and thinking, I'll let her put it out on Wednesday. Hmm. It's just too much stress. Just let her do it. And he says, so now, he says, I, I'm sitting here realizing that this is now my caretaker. This is now the person I have to rely on. This is divine. Oh, my God, I love this.
0: Yeah. In a really sick, twisted way to illustrate how... Yeah, yeah how and why you do not want to live so unhealthily. Because if we truly think about caretakers, and I'm sure we have tons who listen to this regularly, you want a fucking advocate. You want a strong individual with good, clear logic, um, equilibrium in their emotions, sureness in their instincts, and she has developed none. Now, not victimizing her, that's how she was conditioned and she walked right into a marriage that enabled the same lack of characteristics and qualities mm-hmm. um you know it, it is her responsibility to grow up in a in better ways than was provided for her when she was helpless um, but holy shit you are now out of your mind and can't take care of your own self, but you have whipped someone into or into your, brain and anticipating your thoughts and needs, and out of their own ability to think for themselves,
1: how do they care for you? She can't. She's in a mess. And you've said it all so beautifully. And so before we really get into her session, I have to give her very light validations that I've got that I've got Bob. So I have to stay on a he's got brown hair, blue eyes level because that's what she actually needs and wants because getting to these deeper messages don't end up being for my client. So why did she come? Well, this is where we end up in this session. After we go through the, I'll say, the brown hair, blue eyes levels of validation, So that level, Mm -hmm. just to affirm it for her, she's not really interested in a whole lot. She doesn't know what she's asking for. She doesn't even really know why she's there. Mm -hmm. So I said to Bob, I'm really confused. I can only stay at a superficial level so long in giving this type of validation. So she wanted me to do things like, well, could you tell me, you know, what room he's in right now? Well, could you tell me the layout of the house?
0: So, like- and, and for what ends? Like, I'm not asking you, I'm just posing this to other people who might seek out these services and be in the mind frame that Amira is in, right? Like, at that point, you're not really there to connect with your person, mm-hmm. Um and I mean this kindly, but I'm just going to say it really bluntly because it's just part of my character. Um, you're just really testing a psychic. Like, mm-hmm. and what a waste of time and money. Like, who gives a
1: fuck what room he's in? Yeah. You're not actually saying, I want to connect to his soul. No, she doesn't because she hasn't connected to his soul. Their entire marriage, and and I want to say too, like maybe some people would say, like, oh well, I kind of want to know he has consciousness and he's here,
0: so can he tell me what room he's in? But like again, we're saying we're staying so surface with the quote end quote connection. By the way, I was today's year old when I discovered that it's end quote, not unquote. Um, <laughs> so just a little bit of humility there. Um, like
1: there's there's no connection like why be here well and this is really the relationship between the two of them why be here you're asking a beautiful question why be here because their relationship is just on that level of sharing facts on that level of you know basic niceties of how's your day what are you doing today that's called withholding yes so they're staying on those, you know, very superficial levels, but they stay on those superficial levels an entire marriage and go absolutely no deeper. And he very much controls that setting and she willingly stays in it, but also stays in it just because that's how her parents fall would- always functioned, and it's really all she knows. But I like what you said when you said that it's on her, like we're not trying to victimize her, because it's on each one of us to adult. And adulting means moving into deeper levels of intimacy.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing that up, because I know we're doing the seven levels of intimacy in October's mm-hmm. uh, Sips of Sanity. So that that's great, and people can stay tuned for that. Um, you're saying she's staying willingly, I will also argue that on some lack of conscious level, because mm-hmm. I don't actually want to call it subconscious, I'm, I'm really trying to find my words here, with a lack of consciousness, there isn't actually a willingness. She doesn't know any differently, mm-hmm.
1: which which makes it really tough. Yes, because the only way she's going to actually know willingly is if she sees it in other couples if she sees it on TV, if she listens to it on a radio show, or if she actually pays attention to it, perhaps in her own children, right? In people closest to her. And then she has to witness it and kind of pull pull back from it, right? Mm. And this is where she has children who really are trying to, and have tried in her life to wake her up, to wake dad up. And mom and dad have said, you know what? This is our marriage. You, you have your own and we'll have ours. Neat. I also wanted to address too like this whole concept
0: of you're responsible to to mature beyond what you grew up in. And we're still talking about conditioning and not knowing better, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. looking around you and you've still got um, friends who have a similar marriage to you where one spouse is completely self-forgetting and the other is controlling, you might think, oh, normal. But we're still responsible to research. We're still responsible to gather information, not just circumstantial evidence or anecdotal evidence in front of us to say, "Like, oh, well, I seem to be doing what they're doing, so I must be fine. We actually have to sit within ourselves and with external information to say, what is health? Mm -hmm. Right? And, And I'll equate it to this, and I might get some blowback for this, but oh, well. If I'm grossly obese and I am feeding myself awful food on a daily basis and I'm neglecting movement and everyone else around me is in the same boat, I am still responsible to question what health is, mm-hmm. not just to say I look, sound, feel, um, and and can kind of resonate with everyone's sixth sense experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good analogy. So you asked why she booked this appointment. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to go back to that, because that's a great question, because it's a question that I'm thinking of, and there's Parker <laughs> sleeping, dreaming, if you're hearing any noises that sound doggish in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm talking to Bob saying, well, like, what am I supposed to do? I feel like I'm at a dead end in the session, and I've got so much more time. I don't know where to go with this. And he says, Karen, you're. I really want you to ask her to go get our daughter. She's in the other room. Oh. And I'm like, oh. And he says, yeah, Lindsay's in the other room. He says, tell her. Uh, so I've chosen the name Lindsay. I
0: just want to say this out loud for people because it didn't come out this way in this podcast. We change everyone's names yes. when we tell the story. I chose Amira because Karen sat down and said I need two female names and a male name. Um, we spoke about it before. You just forgot to ask me in, in the oh, telling right. of the story.
1: Just so people aren't like, wow, she's given away all of it. <laughs> right. No. No. That's right. I have written down Lindsay because Kelly created that name for us. It's not the real name of her daughter, of course. You can't find an Amira, Lindsay, and Bob in Germany. <laughs> right. Okay. So he says, could you please go get Lindsay? And I said, um, I can ask her, yeah. And, and he, so I did. I said, you know, Amira... I said, Bob would like Lindsay to come in. And she goes, oh, that's my daughter. And she goes, oh, there's another validation. And now I'm sitting there, and she's just sitting in the chair, and I'm like, oh, my God. Amira is at the beginning of Alzheimer's. Oh,
0: my um, God. And this goes back to when you said she needs help, too, but she doesn't know she needs help. And yes. And that's, that's my fault.
1: Yes. And I'm like, who? Why? Did somebody book an appointment for their mother who's got Alzheimer's? Oh, Lindsay booked the appointment. Yes. So this is all starting to make sense to me. Oh my goodness, I'm understanding what's going on, but I need my validations now. Yeah. So she stands up, she goes, she walks, comes back with her daughter. And of course, she's like, Amira sits down and Lindsay stands behind her mom, like, hi, Karen. And like, she knows me. And I'm thinking, oh, she's listening to the shows. Okay, so she knows what I do. I this is starting to make some sense to me. So I said, Lindsay, I said, could you grab a chair <laughs> like this? And she goes, Oh, yeah, sure. So she grabs a chair and sits down. And so I said, Lindsay, I said, Did you book this appointment? Is this correct? And she goes, Yeah. She says, I wanted my mom to be able to like connect with. Um, My dad. Um. And I went, okay. And I said, so your dad has Alzheimer's, right? And it's really progressed. Yes. And I said, and you want her to connect to him because he tells her how to think and what to do. And she goes, yes. And you can see a look on her face like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah. I should have put this together. Oh, okay. Because she's been listening to our shows. You can see. So I said, Lindsay, I said, is it possible for you and I to have a conversation together? And I said, "Um, without your mother present. And she goes, yeah, sure. Ma, do you want to go into the kitchen and have a cup of tea? That should be easy. Yes. So her mom stands up. Yeah, sure. She's happy not to talk to me. Right. She doesn't want to talk to me. And also to be told what to do. And you got it. And to be told, go have a cup of tea. Yeah, that would be tremendous relief. You absolutely. So her mom's so happy. And I said, oh, it was lovely to meet you, Amira.
0: (laughs) Because I'm thinking, you're not coming
1: back. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Amira. Go Uh, have your tea. Like, and go, you know, go sit with Bob. Because Bob's in the kitchen having tea. Oh, so they did tell you? Yes. Oh, this
0: Okay, I know you're going to continue talking to Lindsay, and that's great. I'm really, really loving, though, just the subtleties here where she asked you what room he was in, the guides didn't answer you, but they did tell you that her daughter was in the other room, yes. and then ultimately told you that Bob was in the kitchen. Yes. this I, I love the spirit world. Yes. They're like, no, no, not the human's agenda, our agenda.
1: Yes. So uh, w- the guides are sending Mira back to her husband Bob in the kitchen where he's having tea, where Lindsay was having tea with him. And who they actually need to speak to is Lindsay. Yeah. But Lindsay booked the appointment for mom thinking mom needed it because mom needs to be told to listen to me. To to Lindsay. To Lindsay. Right. Oh, shit. Go on. And so the spirit guides are sitting there going, okay, Lindsay, you and I, we are going to have it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I said to her, okay, Lindsay said, the spirit guides are saying, you booked the appointment and they need to talk to you about your mom and dad. And she went, oh, okay. And I said, no, it's not, oh, okay. We need to get down to the bottom of what you just did. You booked an appointment for a woman with Alzheimer's, beginning Alzheimer's. And she went, oh, okay. Yeah. I would imagine this conversation actually ends up going well. It does. Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay." She goes, so you're telling me that the spirit guides are confirming that my mom is in beginning stages. And I went, oh, my god, yes. And now I'm realizing, holy shit, there's so many levels to this conversation. My head is spinning as a human. But my god, the spirit world is handling it like a boss. Mm -hmm. And so she gets her validation, yes, in fact, mom is at the beginning. And I said, it's very hard to tell that mom is at the beginning simply because mom has never thought for herself. Yeah. So you have been in total confusion because you don't know where mom is, mom's typical mom, and Alzheimer's is because they look so damn similar. Oh my God, I hope,
0: I hope. Someone listening was able to hit the pause button and go, and that is why I will begin to think for myself. Because if you've spent your whole life thinking this is the way to live and oh my gosh, it's easier to just have harmony by forgetting who I am and what I think and feel, you're now hearing people can't actually take care of you when you are no longer physically
1: able to take care of yourself. Absolutely, Kelly. So Lindsay and the spirit guides have to have this conversation around the fact that Amira's brain looks so identical as a people pleaser to somebody with beginning stages Alzheimer's. Jesus. And and I want listeners to hear that because neuroscientists may be able to say, yeah, we can validate what a beginning Alzheimer's brain looks like. But we've never actually put people-pleasers' brains under the MRI scans and said, what does a people-pleaser's brain look like? And what kind of lack of neuron firings might they have? Because they haven't created healthy processes for themselves to think. That blew my mind. Beautiful. That blew my mind. And I, I Kelly, I have been mulling that over in my head. Mm-hmm. Because I was a people-pleaser. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my God. So when you decide that you're going to stop doing all of the people-placing, you're actually starting to use your brain. You're actually starting to w- connect and make new connections, new wirings, which is imperative to growth and to the wiring of her neurons w- or, and whatever else neuroscientists would say are, is in our brains. Mm. Okay, so then the spirit guides said to Lindsay you need to know that she's at the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. Your dad is well into Alzheimer's and should have been getting help a long time ago. And your mom now needs help herself because you now have two parents with Alzheimer's. And you believe that your dad has it. And that your mom is actually caring for him and doing a good job. But you're not seeing that sometimes they don't get dinner. And they both tell you they ate dinner. And she covers for him because she's always covered for him. So even though she knows they didn't have dinner the night before, she's not going to tell on him. And I said, Lindsay, does that make any sense to you? And she goes, absolutely. She says, because my brother and I are questioning if they're eating their meals because they're losing weight. We are questioning if, the, if dad's getting his medication and now you're telling me mom's got Alzheimer's and she's telling me that he's taking his medication. I can't trust that because my mom's personality as the people pleaser to please dad would be that she wouldn't rat him out to say he didn't take his no, medication. No.
0: let's reword this. A people pleaser's personality is to lie.
1: Oh, fair, fair, totally accurate. It's, it's to constantly lie on their behalf and not to want to take any ownership that is actually a lie. Mm -hmm. She's just what she would call keeping the peace. And you know, if I train my children that keeping the peace is what this family does, then they shouldn't challenge either of us. And now we're seeing the real problem of when two parents live that way and raise their children to be like this. Then who amongst all of these four adults is actually an adult. Mm-hmm. Now we have four adults, and there's not one adult in the family. Mm-hmm. So the spirit guides are saying to Lindsay, OK, so you're in your 40s. Guess what? It's time to grow up. You got it. And that was the message of the entire session, was that it is time to grow up. OK,
0: so hang on. I First, I want to say thank you for doing this story. I think mm. it's so important for people to hear. I also want to say to listeners, if you haven't gathered this by now, do not book a session for a mentally unwell person. Mm. Do not do it. We know it comes from a place of love. We know that it comes from a place of, I want them to connect or hear truth or something beautiful that you desire for that person. But you have to be able to see and cope with the truth that they are not capable of handling the information. Well said. It is a waste of time. It -hmm. is a waste of money. And I will say this. You are putting a health professional in a position of being morally and ethically not right. Mm -hmm. And that's compromising. And neither Mm -hmm. of us want to be in that position. So if we get even just five minutes into a session before we hear from the spirit guides, they are not mentally sound. Mm -hmm. We feel that ick factor Mm -hmm. for days, thinking about the fact that we took someone's money because Mm -hmm. prepayment comes in and we don't know at that point that we shouldn't be doing the session. Mm -hmm. No health professional wants to do that. And And I'm saying that on behalf of others who book a physical for someone who can't speak for themselves soundly, Mm -hmm. where there should be someone accompanying them Mm -hmm. to that appointment. If it's a physio appointment and they are learning about their own body but can't actually take in the information, someone should be chaperoning them. Mm -hmm. We have to be responsible adults. The
1: message of growing up is so important. Yeah, it is. And so there was this, I'm going to say a really good conversation because Lindsay also handled it well, Mm -hmm. and the spirit guides um, were very firm, and she handled the firmness. She accepted it. If I'm remembering the session correctly, Lindsay went through a variety of feelings, I think. For sure. You know, at the beginning of some shame, like, oh, shit, you know, I shouldn't have done this kind of a thing, to, oh, I didn't know I shouldn't have done this, because, you know, this is how my family functions. Yeah, for sure. To, oh, um, shame again. Should have known better. I'm in my 40s. How come I didn't know better? Mm -hmm. To, um, okay, tell me this. What do I need to do? Um, And then, yeah, okay, let's get on board and let's get things cleaned up. Mom and dad need us and we have to step in here. Cool. And that's a lot to go through in one hour. Yep.
0: That's why we tell you you need a nap after sessions. (laughs) There's the range of emotions that you will feel in any session, not just how Mm -hmm. hard this one was. Mm -hmm. um, There's a roller coaster of emotions because it needs to be, right? Because we're unearthing things. We're getting
1: to the bottom Mm -hmm. of some truths. Um, We need to rest after that. Mm -hmm. The spirit guides also told Lindsay that her brother was already prepared for this and was annoyed by everything. (laughs) He was annoyed by her. And she said, oh, is that why he hasn't been returning my text messages lately? And I said, well, you'd have to ask him directly to answer that. But as far as I can see, he's annoyed, Mm -hmm. but much like the rest of the family, he doesn't feel that he can tell you directly that he's annoyed. Right. So he's doing his own avoidance and his own withholding right now. Because you know, you remember your family dynamics of avoidance, of withholding, of diverting, of lying. So even if you approach him, chances are he's going to do one of those things. So you need to be prepared. And she goes, he's going to lie. And she goes, never mind. I would have lied too. Oh, wow. So so you can see there in that little moment, Kelly, that it's like, oh, okay, I got to start doing my work now. I would have lied too. And she goes, you know, I think I could approach this conversation with him and tell him that I've lied to him in the past about why I didn't return text messages, why I waited a little longer, but knew he had texted me, just didn't want to talk to him, just didn't want to have to deal with it or didn't want to have to deal with my mom and dad again. Mm -hmm. And she goes, so you're actually telling me that if I get honest about everything and if I'm direct, I can actually deal with all of this. And I said, yes, that's the whole point. And she goes, and uh, what I'm understanding today is that I have to and that I no longer have a choice. Okay, well,
0: I think it's worth noting that you always have a choice. Mm -hmm. And and I know you're trying to say it, but I'm just going to say it really bluntly. like You always have a choice. Um, If you feel internally that putting your parents in danger means that you no longer feel like you have a choice, okay, that means you're growing up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But ultimately, she does have the ability and the freedom as a person to walk away and say, nope, not my circus, not my monkeys, mm, right? right? Yeah. And, and it's lovely to hear that she feels like she doesn't have one um, because it means or it sounds like she's going to step up, but some people won't. And depending on dynamics, some people don't have to and probably shouldn't step up to be the one mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. But it also means at that point, they wouldn't have booked the appointment for her. Right. right. So there's so much enmeshment happening there mm-hmm. that it's understandable that Lindsay has mixed emotions um, about how to move forward.
1: Mm. I
0: like what you just said. Yeah. And, and I mean, if we're talking about people needing help, Lindsay, therapy. hmm. Well, she, she
1: needs someone to untangle all of this. hmm. That's actually, Kelly, you brought us to the last uh, point that I wanted to make out of her session was that it ended on the note that therapy would be best for her. Mm-hmm. So that she could understand her own enmeshment with her mom and dad and her mom and dad's enmeshment. And that if possible, if possible, and remember this being part of it, that it would be good to ask her brother to go to therapy and for yeah. the two of them to finally meet in therapy together at some team. point to be a team. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. You know, and we've been summarizing the podcast a lot differently lately just to kind of give people a framework of why the sessions are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's really neat and, and beautiful that, like, yeah, we started the session with Amira, um, but the, the hero <laughs> is always the client, right? You, you always want to mm-hmm. be the hero of your own story, and that turned out to be Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's cool, I, I use the word neat and cool, because Lindsay sat down and was like, yeah, we'll let mom fix the problem. We'll let mom be the hero. We'll let mom yeah. do the work. And she might have not been ready to accept that mission, if you if you call it that, in terms of the hero's story. And yet she sat down, took the hard truths from the guides went through all of her shame emotions. That is a totally normal experience for a human being. Yes. Um, I wouldn't have felt anything different. I would have gone through the same roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Um, Some of us just go through it quicker than others. And speed is not the point here. The point is that she sat down with a willingness to go through it and to step up and say, you know what? I like this plan. I like this support that I'm getting. I like this insight that the guides are so willingly and lovingly offering, even though they were firm. Um, and she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take those steps. I'm going to do the hard thing that needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think this is a beautiful story for Lindsay mm-hmm. and and her own growth. And hopefully, it ends up being a beautiful, healthy, uh, physically healthy result for her parents, mm-hmm. so that they can live the best quality of life that they can. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as you pointed out already, the risk in not. Sitting down, the risk and not listening to the guides and hearing from her parents' souls and that truth was potential danger for the family. And I will say too, potential more shame, lifelong shame for Lindsay if something had happened to her parents, mm-hmm. if she eventually was like, you know what, I had an inkling that they weren't capable of this. I, I had an inner knowing that this wasn't something that they should be handling
1: on their own and I did nothing. Well, her last comment at the end of the session was, obviously I booked this appointment for me. There. And right I there. said, I think so. And I, and she says, But I went and sent my mom out. But and that's where I think there's so
0: much wonderful um, not coincidence but synchronicity where the human isn't quite sure that they're ready, but the soul's like, Now nah, we are. We're booking the appointment. Even if we put mom's name, we're ready.
1: <laughs> yes. And I like how they called her out. Go get her. She's in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, you know, for other people, you know, we say the wrong name in a a relationship where we, we fuck up at work and it's the end of our career. And it's like our being is actually saying I'm ready to burn it to the ground and start Mm -hmm. fresh. Um, So Lindsay booking that appointment, I just think was, was one of those things. Agreed. Um, and wildly valuable for every listener thinking about, am I growing up? Am I being healthy? Am I questioning what health is for my own self and the people that I say I love? Right. Um, so thank you for, for this session. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.